It's not impossible to become a developer. It does take work, but let me tell you, it's so rewarding. But what would I do if I were to start all over again from scratch? Where would I start? In today's episode, we're gonna give you all the tea for how to get your first software engineering job. Hi everybody, it's Sydney and Samantha, and we're back with another episode that you don't wanna miss on the Deeper Than Tech podcast, where we talk about how to grow your career in an industry that was not designed with us in mind. But before we dive deep into this topic, we have a lot of juicy stuff to tell you. If you're loving this podcast so far, make sure you share it with a friend and hit us up on Instagram. If you were to start all over again from scratch, what would be your first step? Okay, I have uh, two things that I probably would do. I probably would get a computer science degree. The only reason why I say that is because for me, I've learned how very difficult that it was just in my like personal learning sphere, how I learned visually and things that I took a longer time to like actually like convince myself to get into the tech industry because I had gone back and forth with like trying things, experimenting and stuff. And so I had finally committed after like four years of like going back and forth on different classes. I took Skill Crushes class. I had heard about Free Code Camp. I had taken those things. and was like, eh, like only smart people need to do that. So I think that if I would have actually like dove in to a computer science degree to like had that as my formal indication where like the stakes were a little bit higher, I probably would have done that first. And I'm not saying (laughs) that anybody else should do that. Just like that for my learning experience, that would have been better. Or I think for me, if I just decided that, you know, I had my college degree and everything, I probably would have started networking sooner. Not anything else that I would change necessarily about like going to my boot camps and things, but I was really scared. I was really scared to like go out there and like actually try to work on projects, to ask people questions about like what they liked about tech, what they didn't like about tech. And that I think made me like delay my decision to get into tech, which is so frustrating. So Those are the two things. Yeah, much more communication with people and potentially even like making those stakes higher. If you can get an education with it, either a computer science degree or finding a way to get into like a a boot camp that will like specifically like have you like go right into a job or internship right away. Yeah, I would do that all over again that way. Just a lot sooner than how I had tracked into the tech industry currently like I have. Uh, Yeah, I love that you actually went to like college. For me, I would be the opposite. I'm like (laughs) anti-college. I know, right? (laughs) Scam. It's a scam. (laughs) So college would not be my first choice, but I think if you are young and you're trying to figure out life, go to college, enjoy that experience. But if you're like in your late 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, like college is not the route for me. I personally would choose like self-taught. I actually went to a boot camp, and I think boot camps are great. They give you structure, but if you have that self-discipline, being self-taught would be the way to go. It's free. There's so many resources online. You have free code camp. You have tons of YouTube channels. You have this podcast to listen to, to tell you all the tea. Absolutely. (laughs) There's so many free things that 
just being self-taught. Like if you have the discipline, you'll go so far. Yes. Yes. I didn't have the self-discipline when I was younger. I was young and dumb. I didn't care. It was cool at the time, but <laughs> sometimes you just need it. You need them stakes. I get it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I have no self-discipline, but if you have it in that, right. I would do that. <laughs> yes. Because I took off, I quit my job to learn computer science. I would go sleeping every day, like sleeping in. I was like, nah, nah. So that's why I went to a coding boot camp. But if you have the discipline, it's free. You'll be debt free and you can start your career off perfectly. We talked about college and boot camps, but I really like the self-taught route. What are some resources that you would recommend to learn about software development? Free code camp is where I started. I always tell people that you need to experiment first. And I, again, I had experimented for a good like five years because that was me like thinking like, oh, I'm not smart enough. Oh, I'm not good enough. But that experimentation gives you a checklist right away, that gut check if whether or not like this is it for you. Does this feel good? Do I feel passion do I feel inspired to actually like do this sort of work and, and like keep going with that discipline to keep learning keep finding a community and so free code camp was one of the first places that I went to if you can even though we probably do this too much but classes on Udemy they have sales all the time. <laughs> They're like $10. So you might as well try out a coding quote unquote boot camp from that direction as well, because there is a set curriculum and typically there are communities around these different courses on Udemy. For example, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite instructors is Colt Steele. And He's the one that really like, he, he towed it over the line for me. I am telling you. Okay. So you know who I'm talking about? I know about. exactly who you're talking there. about. <laughs> Shout out to my man, Cole Steele. Like he, he really helped me visually understand what it means to do some of the things that we do in terms of front end stuff, in terms of back end stuff and JavaScript. And I, I don't think that I would have gotten where I am today without having that visual experience for myself and him like really just breaking it down like I was six years old. So I always recommend him. If you're wanting a bigger community, I think Skill Crush is another resource that does. You do have to pay a little bit more for it, but they do have a lot of resources to get your feet in the water, make sure that you are understanding projects and things. They do have different sessions and tutors to help you kind of experiment, figure out what else that you want to do with your resume, with your portfolio and things. So the, again, these are like paid things, but you don't know JavaScript, you don't know JS is a free resource on GitHub. It is open source. There are plenty of books out there. There are plenty of YouTube videos. Oh my gosh. Like if I would have known to go onto YouTube and just like, just consume all of that content there. Just so many things that have been easier for myself to teach myself and really have that kind of discipline and inspiration to like know better on some of the things that I was trying to solve for myself and just didn't know where to go. So YouTube University, baby, like <laughs> it's all there. You listed so many great resources, free, low cost, which is awesome. I don't think I have to add anymore because you just hit all of the courses that we need to take. So in the programming world, most people think you need to be like good at math. Do you need to worry about learning math while you're on your coding journey? Math? Specifically, no, but I will say that 
problem solving in terms of math, again, makes it easier to get and wrap your head around deducing, trying to solve a specific problem one piece at a time. And so I think that's where people don't necessarily understand why math might be important to a certain extent of your learning. You're not going to be doing a whole bunch of like sine, cosine, tangent, any like calculations of that sort. It's really about breaking down a problem one step at a time and figuring out what you can deduce from what you know, what you don't know, and where to go from there. And so, I don't know, maybe there's a different way to do it. Some detective work, I don't know, like <laughs> play guess who, I, I really don't know. But math is one of those kind of bare bones way to start understanding how you break a problem down but girl i failed calculus so <laughs> so we all did we all did <laughs> that's why i'm a fun and developer not a math right. a machine right. learning developer <laughs> oops <laughs> but i love okay. how you said like you have to like break down problems in programming we have this thing called algorithms where we kind of have to do the same thing break down problems when should we start learning algorithms in our coding journey Oh, that's a really good question because I would argue that as long as you're trying to get from point A to B doing a specific task, you're already learning algorithms technically. You're, you're already doing that. You're figuring out what exactly the steps you're trying to take specifically in a function. How are you going to make this expression? Like do exactly what you're wanting to print out or calculate or learn. That's an algorithm. Like you're, you're taking those bigger steps. You have either broken them down into smaller pieces to go like inside of one particular function. Then you have another particular function that's going to be running. And it's like from dot to dot to dot until you get to that next point. I don't know if any of like the bigger like scientific algorithms for any like deeper computer science concepts like makes any sense to be trying to start off with learning now because you're trying to figure out like what exactly is like the meat and bones of how a variable works like what is this how does a function work like where exactly would we even use a function i i had one of my students a few months ago ask me that like what what do we need this particularly for and a, a lot of it is to make sure that you don't have to repeat yourself every time you're executing something where you're trying to get from a to b millions and millions of times so I, I think that as long as you are taking the steps to really understand how you get from point A to point B, you're already learning them. You're already learning the, the basic structure of how algorithms work. And so as long as you're keeping on that path, like you can eventually learn some of the deeper computer science, like algorithm concepts, but like, you know, that that's kind of a, that's a, that's a later you problem. Stick with like what you are trying to get done in this present moment today to get you to the next step, to get you to the next step. I like that, that the journey of just learning how functions work is kind of like breaking down problems and like algorithms. I think as soon as you start learning how to code, I think you should start doing algorithms. Not per se, there, there's different levels. There's like easy, there's medium, and there's hard. I think you should at least try an easy puzzle like once a day, not even code. Just kind of write like pseudocode out. If I do this, this will happen. If I do that, because you're not going to know the syntax yet, but at least you can try to start breaking down problems. For me, I describe it. If you could tell somebody how to make a sandwich, you could definitely make an algorithm. Like 
put your hand in the bread, take the bread out, put the bread on the plate. Like it's even like how silly that sounds. That's pretty much what you're telling the computer, like step by step by step what to do. And if you can start breaking those things down at an early stage, it'll be a lot easier and you wouldn't have to study so many algorithms when you have to start doing technical interviews. Mm, so yes. we will be talking about technical interviews in our next episode. So make sure you catch that next week on the Deeper Than Tech podcast. And talking about technical interviews, when should you start applying to jobs? Oh, wow. So I think this is a little bit of my hot take. I think that two things. I think that you should at least try for some interviews as you are going along, like kind of in the beginning of your journey to start getting your feet wet to understand the process of how technical interviews work. So you're not always going to feel the kind of intensity of like how technical interviews work from like leak code samples, or if you're like doing it with a friend sometimes. So like you have kind of that pressure to potentially do it like in real life, not really any stakes. And I think this is a hot take because maybe some people think that you're wasting the interviewer's time. Maybe you're not experienced enough, so you don't understand everything. So like, why are you trying to go for it? Well, this is how you get experience, right? Like at this point, why not try? Why not try a couple of things? Because you're going to come into an interview potentially without really understanding or like knowing what that experience looks like. You tend to freeze. I know that I freeze all the time when I have somebody like looking at me trying to code, like having to do that performing is that's crazy. So I think as soon as possible, you're not going to get every single interview. Uh, you're not going to pass every single interview like when you first start, but it's good to have that practice now as you're going along because it is kind of scary. It, it is. And so um, you'll feel more comfortable as you start understanding algorithms a little bit more, as you start understanding problems to solve a little bit more, and even more so when you have a portfolio finished with a couple of projects, maybe having resources on GitHub for people to see all of your work and things, but try now, try now, see what happens, mock it in, in any way that you can. If it has to be through an actual professional interview, like good for you, that's awesome. <laughs> That's my two cents on it. Yeah. I love that you said it, like to mock interviews. Like maybe you're nervous to apply for a job. There's like software or programs that you can use. Like Pramp.com is a good one where you can like sign up for mock interviews. Going on Twitter. What I did was like, I need help. Does anybody have time to do a mock interview? Didn't get like a hundred hits, but I got like one or two. That's good enough to start going. So just putting yourself out there. You also mentioned that you should start maybe applying to jobs earlier than you might think that you're ready for. So let's say you keep applying to jobs, applying to jobs, and you don't get any hints. Like no one, no recruiter is coming and saying, hey, let's get an interview going. What should you do? So I think that there's going to have to be a lot of patience with having this complete switch um, because People are not going to see where your experience lies yet. You don't necessarily have all of this experience like in your bag. It's it's hard, y'all. I, I know that it's hard. It took me six months after I had graduated from my last boot camp to actually get a full-time job. It took me five months. Yeah, and 
that that is how I feel like across the board, if we go like ask people on like black tech Twitter and things like you're going to hear some of the same frustrations that people have. You're going to have to have that patience because it's not going to always happen overnight like you want it to, but you're also going to need to find ways, even if they're a little bit gritty to make experience for yourself as well. One of the videos that I have on YouTube is talking about how you can gain a little bit more experience and particularly how you can figure out different project ideas for your portfolio. And so one of my solutions that I tell a lot of people is that, okay, if nobody else is like giving you like a job for this, then try not necessarily like freelancing fully, but like try and make other projects for other people. Like what other problems are people like having that you might be able to solve that either can get you a little bit of money or at least like you can put out there that you were serious about this transition. Um, either putting out there like, Hey, I'm like looking for this particular type of work and this is like what I can do. Can anybody like connect me with people having a, a way to make sure that with any of your projects, you have a way to like market that. Yes. Like this is out here on GitHub. Hey, I have this project. Hey, I'm learning out in public doing 30 days of code can also like get your face out there to see that you were uh, serious. On top of that, networking is another thing before I keep rambling. <laughs> I think that this is a great opportunity then if people aren't like uh, responding to your resume or like interview phone calls and things like this is this is more of a time than ever to start putting your face out there trying to go to meetups trying to potentially go to conferences if you're able to afford it because i know that that can be expensive depending on like where you are like what you, what your income is and things but also getting to learn in public on twitter on Instagram, if you can, like wherever it is that you hang out on social media, there is, there's definitely going to be a community of people that are going to see like, oh, they're out there, they're doing this, they're serious, asking those questions. If you can find people like on these different social media platforms, LinkedIn included, of course, if you can introduce yourself, say that you're hoping to get more insight on how to potentially like get more interviews and things, Definitely do that. Make sure that you're not spamming people in their inboxes and things. Just put it out there. Put it out there in a post and see what happens because more likely than not, you're going to see that people are going to be friendly and want to be able to help you. And whatever feedback that you do get, as long as you were taking that and like finding a way to like recycle that into in your resume and your projects and things, like do it do whatever they tell you unless it's like crazy feedback like oh you're not going to be able to like get into tech and things like that's garbage that's trash we all know that so figure out ways to connect with people as much as possible online and in person as well as figuring out if there are different projects that you can do kind of openly to solve people's problems to like make sure that you fill up your resume as much as possible with experience so people will know that you're serious is my two cents on that <laughs> Okay, Sydney, she's coming through with so many gems today. She's dropping them, <laughs> pop, pop, pop. But that's going to be it for this episode. We're definitely going to have to do a second episode just to give you some more tea on how to break into tech. We're going to do it all over again. Thank you so much for listening. See y'all next time. Bye. Bye.